0: all right we want to greet everyone in the name of the lord jesus christ we're grateful to the lord for everyone that's uh here today if you have your bibles let's go to the 13th chapter of the book of romans but thanks but thanks did you start the camera recording yeah okay thank you so if we uh, if we pay attention to uh, you know when you live over different generations and you see a difference between uh, your generation and and uh, from back when uh, versus a younger generation, one of the things that me personally I can only speak for myself um, one of the things that I've noticed in this generation versus uh, the generation that I grew up in and uh, is the difference of honor. Uh, It seems to me that this generation uh, knows nothing about honor, nothing at all. And uh, there's this old saying That fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Does everybody understand that saying? Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. And in other words, who doesn't understand what that's saying? Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. It means that angels, as great and mighty as they are in power, it's certain things that they won't touch, it's certain ways they won't speak. When, the, when Satan was uh, contending with the Archangel Michael about the body of Moses, the Bible tells us in the book of Jude that, that the Archangel Michael himself dared not to bring a railing accusation against Satan. Does everybody understand that? But he said, the Lord rebuke you. Isn't that something? Didn't call the devil, devil out his name. Didn't call him Slufoot. You know, it didn't go into this long, you know, the devil can care less about the names you call him, Are you obeying him? (laughs) He can care less about, you know, do you have authority and power over him that you know about? You see? And so even the archangel Michael, as great in power as he was, and the Bible makes it clear in the book of Revelation that it was the archangel Michael that cast him out of heaven. He did it. But when they were disputing one day about the body of Moses, he didn't he didn't dare bring the Bible says he dared not to bring a railing accusation against him. Now, whether you like it or not about Satan. (laughs) And and I, I pray that you hear me very clearly. He is still a son of God. He is still a prince. And he has the authority that he has because God gave it to him. If God wanted to get rid of him, you wouldn't know anything about him. Does everybody understand that? Now, I hope you hear that the devil ain't just living just to be living because, you know, God was having a good day. There is a reason why God allowed the devil to continue to exist. Dark Angel Michael understood that. Everybody understand that? So much so, let's think about it, that the devil goes up and talks to God. And you read that in the book of Job. So the devil is a prince because God allowed him to be. Does everybody understand that? Now, we're we're talking about somebody that in our minds as believers is at the bottom of the totem pole. We know he we know he going to the lake of fire. No, no doubt about it. But someone that's at the top of the totem pole, the archangel Michael, refused to speak evil against him. Refused to bring a railing accusation against him. Refused. Would not do it. Now you take all of us that's in between. (laughs) Every preacher of God is above Satan. Does everybody understand that? And we, so we have to be careful. So this generation knows nothing about honor. Nothing at all. Nothing. Y- you know, <laughs> as I've stated before, when I was growing up, children just didn't go to somebody's house and plop on their couches and on their chairs. They sat on the floor. You, you, you had to ask to sit on some adult's couch. You had to assume that if, if nobody's in the room, somebody's going to come in there and sit down. Mom and daddy might have company one day. And it it wasn't that we weren't allowed to sit on couches. We just had an honor system. Mm -hmm. Adults come first. Now today, that's completely backwards. Let's feed the children first. Let's put them first. Let's worship them. So they can mistreat us when they get older. Because they don't know anything about honor. Nothing at all. And it ain't, and listen, it's, it's our fault. Honor is taught. Amen. And the reason why a lot of children don't honor adults is because adults don't honor grown folks, people that's above them. Now, let me make, it, make this clear, whether we like it or not, God has a pecking order. Amen. You might not like it, but you better get over it. Everybody understand that? If you don't realize that and if you don't accept that, you're completely out of God's will altogether. There's no way in the world you can stay in God's will and reject God's pecking order. No way. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) So let's read a little bit about this pecking order. Is everybody there? The 13th chapter of the book of Romans. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is honor. And we—I'm telling you now—that's something that the Lord. Uh, back November 5th, I had a vision uh, where, I, well, I had been praying to the Lord about when He wanted me to go down south to do whatever it is He want me to do, and uh, He told me, I, "You need to take." It's three things that you need to take care of before you leave, and that third thing was honor. You set that mess straight before you come home, and the house is just completely tore up. Three things he wanted me to set straight. And that was the last one. Honor. I had walked in. In the last part of that vision, I had walked into the sanctuary. And it uh, seemed like somebody was up preaching. And, and everybody stopped what they were doing to, sh- to shake my hand. Now, I didn't expect that. But then we had a, a couple of people didn't want to do it. They were too good for that. And, I, I, of course, I didn't pay any never mind. But then they began to curse me. In church. And the Lord said, you set that straight. Everybody understand that? And I, I, <laughs> I know more than what you know I know. <laughs> so, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, to me, we, we have to have a right attitude about things. Does everybody understand that? Jesus said that the disciple is not greater than his master. Didn't he say that? The the disciple is not greater than his master. In other words, he's not greater than his teacher. That's not way out in the world somewhere. He's talking about in church. The disciple is not greater than his master. He said it is enough if he be a ass. But he's not greater than. Now to me, it's some folks that's above me in a pecking order. I'll never be greater than. And I'll never think that I am. I'll never think that I know more than them, ever in life. Even if I even if the Lord do happen to give me a little bit more, I'll never think that. But today we we you know, some of our some of our parents have done us a disservice. We we talk to them like they were our little brothers and sisters. You talk to them about their relationship, about yours. I ain't never had that discussion with any of my parents ever in life. When I was growing up, we were not made to think that we were on their level. Ever. So I ain't never. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And so what, ha- what has to happen in this generation is the Lord have to reel people back to what reality is. And people worship their children and then then they get mad because you ain't worshiping them. (laughs) We have to put stuff back. You know, in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, the Lord said, I'll make your children rule over you. I'll cause children to be your princes. He wasn't saying that as a blessing. It was a curse to them. That was part of their curse. I'll let your children run, y'all. That was a curse. That was a punishment. Now you ask anybody who's ever got caught in that cycle. They'll tell you it's a curse. You run to that child every time they cry. You worshiping them. You don't, you don't obey the Lord when, whenever he's crying out. Everybody understand that? You don't run to God whenever he's crying out and, and, and sparing not, but every time that little child cries, you run into him. You worshiping them. Does everybody understand? You think about what happened to Eli in the book of First Samuel, where the Lord had to correct him and say, You you honor your children, you honor your sons above me. You letting them get away with all kind of stuff. Oh, that little pep talk don't work. You need to pull them out of the priesthood altogether. But that's what that's what God thought. I got rules that I've laid down and you're not following them according, uh, uh, you know, concerning your children. And so you're honoring them above me. The Bible says God is a jealous God. So that's something we have to think about. So we have to flip this upside down. We no, we have to flip it, flip it upside right. (laughs) We're the ones upside down. Right side up is what they call it. We have to make things, we have to get them back in order the way that God have designed them to be. Amen. You know what started this whole mess that we got today? With all, you know, uh, <laughs> same-sex marriage? One of the things that started it in this generation, why it's so prevalent now as far as all of the, the, the legalizations of, of same-sex marriage, o- Obama was saying that one of his daughters was talking to him. And she, they were having a conversation about it. And that convinced him. Now, I didn't worry your daughter. I thought you were the president, sir. You're supposed to have more sense than she does. You've been promoted to the highest office of the land and you listen to your child? About. (laughs) So he said, so that's why I changed my, which, listen, that ain't, that wasn't nothing but an excuse from hell. That's been on the inside of you. Does everybody understand that? And so I'm going to tell you, we as adults, we need to get over our childhood. That's part of what plays into this idea of that's what's got things turned upside down. We were mad and rebellious because we couldn't get our way and now we're giving our children their way and they bringing hell into our house. (laughs) You just have to sit down and think, maybe I didn't deserve my way. What way did I have? If If you couldn't teach yourself to change your own diaper, you don't have a way. Does everybody understand that? I've, I've I've seen and heard of babies that could talk telling their parents to change their diaper. And the parents will do it. <laughs> now you know that's raggedy. <laughs> so the Lord want us to get things straight. There can be no real relationship where there is no honor. Amen. Honor is the glue that holds relationships together. If I don't, listen, back in the day when there were real gangsters, <laughs> they had a code of honor. Does everybody understand that? Even, and I'm saying even the world understood honor you would never know who the man was at the top. And it would be folks, they, they'd go and do 30 years in prison to keep their man sitting at the top. There was a thing of honor. Does everybody understand that? And in, and in those days, the days of Al Capone, if, if somebody went to jail for that man and, and took a, a lick for him, he'd take care of their family. Your, your, your family's going to be taken care of while you doing my bid. People got in the way of their leaders. Let let me, let me, I'm going to take it for you. How many of you remember the rapper Notorious B.I.G.? You you know, right when he had signed a contract, his first recording contract, uh, he was, of course, he was a known drug dealer. And he was, uh, they were driving along and one of, uh, they got pulled over by the police officers. Now I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was already a convicted felon. And he had a gun on him. It was under his seat. And his friend, last name, I think his name was Darian Butler or something like that. Dorian Butler or something like that. Was sitting behind him and he knew if he get caught, he just signed a contract. He ain't got all the money that's coming to him just yet. But if he get caught with his gun that's going to be the end of it. So you know what he did? He took that gun. And he did years for Notorious B.I.G. With him, he himself being a convicted felon. Does everybody understand that? Is anybody doing that today? Now I'm just showing you if the world understands honor. What's what's wrong with the body of Christ? Does everybody understand that? So let's define the word honor. It means high respect and great esteem. And listen, adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. Isn't that something? So when the Bible tells us to honor our parents, how many of y'all, your parents taught you how to curse? So even when you are out in the world, you shouldn't have been cursing. Now, of course, I was out in the world. Of course, when you living for the devil, you don't, you don't care. But I'm going to tell you this. I did have enough sense not to curse in front of my mother. I didn't care how full of the devil I was. Does everybody understand that? But, they, but the, you know, today, a, a child out in the world, they cussing and call, talking to their parents and just cussing up a storm and, and the parents allowing it. Y'all done both lost your mind. I remember, you know, my daddy's older sister and she taught me a big lesson that I you know, I guess at the time I didn't know any better. One time I called to talk to her and uh, you know, my Aunt Minnie Lee, and I was and I, I didn't talk but about a minute and she said I got to I got I got to get off the phone. So she got off the phone. So I called her daughter, which was my cousin, who's my mother's age, and I said, Why is it ain't Minnie Lee don't like to talk? on the phone. I thought she liked talking on the phone and people would call and check on her. She said, yeah, but she liked being asked how you doing. <laughs> <laughs> so from that moment on, I could call, we talked for a whole hour with, when I started with, hey, Aintinely, how are you doing? <laughs> Does everybody understand? Yeah, she was going to teach me some respect. Don't you call me and I'm around here limping and you don't ask me how how I'm doing. <laughs> so that word honor it means high respect great esteem adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct now I'm going to tell you something I think it's very interesting that the word honor and honest are kindred words does everybody understand that Honor and honest. You show me a person that don't know how to show honor, I'll show you a dishonest person. Does everybody understand? Because a person, listen, a person that don't show honor, they ain't got nobody to answer to in their minds. They, They live by their own rules and bump everybody else. We don't care what the pecking order is. You know, even in the animal kingdom, and let me make this clear, brothers and sisters, I don't care what your biology teacher told you, you are not a part of the animal kingdom. (laughs) So let's just debunk that lie altogether. But even in the animal kingdom, they have an order. Does everybody understand that? Even in animal kingdom, it's just understood it's going to be one leader of the pack. Does everybody understand? In other words, what we're saying, when you know how to honor, you also walk in integrity. An honorless person is a person that lacks integrity. It goes hand in hand. You can't walk in integrity if if you don't honor your head. Does everybody understand that? I I remember when I was out in the world and I was doing what I was doing and going to jail for it or whatever the case was. I can I always not. My my daddy had been dead since I was six years old, but I always remember thinking, man, what would he think? Man, I'm making I'm out here making a fool with his name. I'm out here being a fool with his name. I need to do better, either change my name. That was my thought. I need to do better. I don't need to have that man's name. Everybody understand that? And My daddy to this day, he don't have a headstone on his grave, but I thought I'm his headstone. I'm his memorial. I need to do better. So that's how we have to be when we, when we have honor. It's not about us. It's about our name. You know, the people in the, people in the Middle East understand that. Your Asian brothers and sisters, they understand that. If you watch karate movies, you'll see. You know, we grew up watching karate movies, and them, them, them people, they were a people of honor. Does everybody understand that? When somebody younger walked up to somebody older, they bowed their head to them. Does everybody understand? Yeah, they are a people of honor and, and, and order. <laughs> All right, so is everybody there? The 13th chapter of the book of Romans? Let's start reading at verse 1. It says, let every soul, everybody see that? Let how many souls? Every last one of them be subject unto what? The higher powers. Now, before when we talked about this, we talked about government. But how about God's government? Every soul ought to be subject to a higher power. Does everybody understand that? For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are what? Ordained of who? He's talking about the order. It's going to keep reading. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves what? Amen. Renegades don't go to heaven, folks. They can't be told nothing. They don't go to heaven. Everybody that go to heaven followed somebody there. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to what? Good works, but to the what? Evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Does everybody understand that? The only reason why folks don't like authority is because they're doing something to buck against the authority. The only reason why people get nervous when a preacher come around is because they doing stuff they know that preacher I've preached against Amen. and that same preacher that come with a sword he also come with praise you're doing a good job but if you're nervous and can't stand and be in his presence what does that mean for you <laughs> look at what that says verse 4 for he is the minister of who God to who? thee, For what? Good. He's in your life to bring you up. He's in your life to do you some good. But when you reject it. Let's go and keep reading. But if thou do that, which is evil, be afraid. You know, you better shake. Why? For he beareth not the sword. What is it? The spoken word of God in vain. Does everybody see that? For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that do what? Wherefore, ye must needs be subject. This is why you need to be subject. Does everybody understand that? But you, you Listen. But even in childhood, we can't get past it. Somebody whooped me when I was young because they didn't understand me. (laughs) You know how crazy that sounds? They didn't love me like this one. This one let me do whatever because they understood what I was going through. I understand nothing but obedience and disobedience, (laughs) there is no in between. You see what I mean when I say we need to get over our childhood? Somebody done told you wrong. You needed your backside whipped. And I'm telling you, the parents today, they don't use the words that our parents and grandparents use. My, my papa used to say, I will tear the hide off of you. Everybody know what that means. He gonna skin you alive. With a belt. It grows back. Yeah, it grows back. (laughs) But you see what we do. We got this issue. And I'm telling you, I tell you, it's a shame for adults to go to hell over childhood issues. You ain't going to, you ain't, folks ain't going to hell for grown folks stuff. It's childhood stuff that they can't get over. Does everybody understand that? All right, verse 5. Wherefore well, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For, for for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. That's their job. You might not like it every time we come to church, we get corrected. Yeah, continually. Does everybody understand that? If it's not wrong, it don't need to be corrected. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? Verse 7, render therefore to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom what? Honor. That's where we get that phrase from. Give honor to whom honor is due. Now, here's what I want you to understand about that. I don't care how you think you respect somebody or how you think you honor them. Honor is given. Does everybody understand? It is given. You don't have honor for somebody if you're not giving it to them. It's not something that's just in your heart and they don't ever know about it. Does everybody understand that? So when it talks about tribute, it's talking about money paying taxes. Now, what would happen to you if, you if you don't pay taxes, but you got the money? I got the money, but I ain't paid it. Is the IRS coming to knock on your door? Yes, they are. With interest. Well, I got the money, but you know, so everybody understand. So if that's in the same sentence, that means that honor have to be given. The IRS don't know nothing about money you got if it ain't been paid to them. But they're going to find out and they're going to dig it all up. And that's the way honor is as well. It has to be paid, rendered, given. Does everybody understand that? And I believe with all my heart when you have honor for somebody, you give it to them. Now here's the thing. It's hard to honor people that you don't respect. It's impossible to honor somebody when you know more than they know. When they they don't have anything to offer you in your mind. When you know more than them, you can't honor them. Honor is for people who know more than you, who's got something to pour into your life. But if you don't receive it, you don't honor them. That's the reason why I can preach. I can preach and folks gonna go home and they're going to live their own life. They're going to do exactly what they want to do. That's because you lack honor. Does everybody understand that? You're not honest. You know it's not honest to to go to a church and where something is being preached and you're not living it? You know that's a lack of integrity? Why go? It don't make no sense. I promise you, I don't need a big crowd. Uh, two, Two faithful people that'll do for me. If I can leave one person to heaven, that's, that's enough for me. So you ain't got to come sit here pretending. Everybody understand that? But if you come here for the Lord to pour into you what needs to be poured into you, it, you need to follow it. You don't need to be living double lives. Does everybody understand that? And you've heard me say before, your children tell on you. You at home living one way, you know, and they, they getting what they want at home. And then they come here and all of a sudden the program switch up. Oh, so now, okay, so now we got to do what Brother Bolton say? <laughs> Everybody understand that? So that's not God's will. All right, so when you're talking about honor, you're talking about relationship. You know, I, I've heard people say, and which is its not wrong, to honor the office of a man. and that, 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 now, now, that's not wrong. But I'm going to tell you, it goes beyond that. Amen. Does everybody understand that? You can respect the office, but I, I believe you ought to respect the man, too. Because after a while, respecting the office, that's going to run out. Amen. Does everybody understand? The office ain't pouring until you, the man is. so you don't need to be around them thinking I'd punch your lights out if it wasn't for who you are so okay go ahead and preach to me what you got to say I guess this is the Lord's order is that the way we do it no you don't wash the office's feet the office don't have feet you don't cook for the office the office don't have a stomach or a mouth you honor that man. Amen. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Yes. In other words, a relationship. You don't have a relationship with the office. You have a relationship with the man. Amen. And I'm, I'm going to show you how it looks. The Pharisees. Honored the office of God. They prayed to Him. They worshiped Him. But when God showed up naturally, so they killed Him. (laughs) They killed the man while worshiping God. Does everybody understand? So you see why it's important now? You know, you honor the office. I believe that. But there's a man in that office. (laughs) let's go real briefly to the seventh chapter of the book of luke Is everybody there? And we're going to start reading at verse. We're going to start reading at verse 36. says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meat. So it's talking about Jesus Christ, that the Pharisees, one of them desired that Jesus Christ would eat with him. It's verse 37, And behold, a woman in, a, in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, And stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Everybody see that? Now, could you imagine this scene? Now, does everybody, you know, a lot of times when we picture this, you know what we picture? We picture Jesus Christ sitting down somewhere. And we picture this woman being in front of him. The Bible don't say that. Let's read that again. Verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet where? Behind him. She didn't. She didn't even think she was worthy to go bow in front of him. I'm gonna bow down behind you. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and you know what's what's odd. Let's read that again, verse thirty-eight. And stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with what tears, and then wiped them with what the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Everybody see that? And you know know what else is something? He's sitting there allowing it to happen. He's sitting there allowing it to happen. Does everybody understand that? Go ahead and keep reading. Now when the Pharisees, which had been him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Does everybody understand that? Who invited him to eat? The same man that don't think he's a prophet. (laughs) The same man that could care less about his office, about who he is. You doing out here doing miracles? I just want to eat with you. Make myself look good. That's what that was really about. If I invite you over to my house to eat, then people gonna think we hobnobbing, and that's gonna bring me up in the pecking order. But if you thought you, if you really was a prophet, you know who, the, who what type of woman this was. Does everybody understand that? And that's the danger of only honoring the office and not the man. You can separate the two. You claiming to be so and so, so I'll honor that. But I really, if you really were that, then it would be this way. <laughs> Verse forty. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors; the one owed five hundred pence, and the other fifty. And when they had had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou of this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You know what that's saying? <laughs> Honor is given. You didn't invite me here to honor me. You know what the custom, the Jewish custom is. When we go to people's house, we wash their feet. They wash our feet. I came in your house, you didn't wash my feet. You didn't even give me water to wash my own feet. But this woman coming here and doing your job, but she the sinner. (laughs) She come in your house to wash my feet, something that you were supposed to do. Everybody understand that? And you know that happens now. Folks that's been around for a while. Leaders get old to them. Then you got new folks. They'll come in with all kind of honor. Does everybody understand that? Verse 45 Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. Everybody understand that? Now, that was also their custom. They greeted one another with a kiss. They, They didn't even greet the Lord properly. This woman felt like, you know what, I'm not worthy to kiss you on the cheek, I'll kiss your feet. I'm not worthy to even bow down in front of you. I'm a bow down behind you. Isn't that something? Verse 46, my head with all thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. In other words, honoreth little. When you come here knowing everything, what can I teach you? Amen. Of course you can't honor me when you know more than me. Amen. Or know better. Amen. You preaching this, but I'm going to try all of this first. How can you honor me? Why go to church if you, can't, if you don't want to change? Amen. Does everybody understand that? Verse 48, and he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? We honor in our office, not the man. You ain't nobody. Your office might be a little something, something. I mean, you can cast out devils and stuff like that. I'll give you that. But who are you? (laughs) When Jeremiah, when the Lord commissioned Jeremiah, he said, before I, before you were formed, before I formed you in the womb, I ordained thee a prophet. He didn't say I ordained you to sit in the prophet's office. I ordained you a prophet. You the prophet. You the office. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Verse 50. And he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Everybody see that. And you know that's, that's how it is with the honor system? When you, when you have honor, it's all kind of favor that comes with it. You get all kind of favor when you honor who you're supposed to honor. Does everybody understand that? All right, now let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of John. We're going to start reading at verse 1. Now you know what the Pharisees' problem really was? This woman had walked in and showed showed him up. Does everybody understand that? something that he was supposed to do, she came there and done. And what it did, it convicted him. But instead of him accepting it and saying, you know what, sister, you don't have to do that. I'm going to do that. I should have did that. It slipped my mind, but I, I, I'm going a, I'm to a wipe his feet. I'm a, you, everybody understand that? But instead of him just accepting it and, and doing what he's supposed to do, he'd rather condemn the Lord and the woman. The woman, the sinner, and if you were any kind of prophet, you know she was. And he could, and, and he called him out on it. What kind of house guests are you? What kind of house, you know, what, what kind of person are you to invite guests to your house and not even give, give them water? You know, and that's something my wife teaches the women in his ministry. When people come to your house, you offer them water. Does everybody, understand that? everybody that that? wasn't Everybody wasn't raised that way. When I was growing up, the adults who could afford it they cook more than what before they love family. They had more than one black IP to give to everybody. You know why? Just in case guests come over. And when I was growing up, you didn't have to call to just show up. You didn't have to call to show up at anybody's house. People get offended because when you just show up because it's just something on the inside of them, they don't want guests anyway. You need to call me so I can go take out a loan to, 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 to take care of you. Because back in my day, people just understood you cook more. Just in case somebody show up. And you ain't got the whole family in the back room starving and praying that the guests leave so you can eat at midnight. (laughs) Everybody understand? Y'all going in the room, brother so-and-so here, you know ain't like Brother so so can't smell the food, we know you cook. But we're just going to all sit here and pretend like y'all do not already ate or like y'all ain't got nothing in the refrigerator. <laughs> this is a selfish generation. I'm cooking for me, and I'll make my whole family fast to keep from giving you a little bit of it. <laughs> I hope we do better. All right, is everybody there the 12th chapter of the book of John? We're going to start reading at verse 1. It says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Beth- Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly. Everybody see that? And anointed the feet of Jesus. Everybody understand? Does everybody understand that? That wasn't normal to anoint somebody's feet. You washed their feet with water. You anointed their head. But here this woman thought, you know what? I'm not even worthy to anoint your head. I'm a, I'll, I'll anoint your feet. Does everybody understand that? Anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with what? One of them old dirty rags in, a, in the dirty clothes. Does everybody understand that? Was that what it was? Her hair, the top. Now that's, that's honor. Your feet are where my head is. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Did, haven't we seen that twice already? Not I'm almost where you are. Just a few more years and i graduate from GTD. No disciple is greater than his master ever. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Ever. Verse three, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? <laughs> this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Does everybody understand that? That's too expensive to use on God. Does everybody understand? You see the mindset. This, you, this is too good for you. <laughs> let's, give it to some, let's give it to your creation. Even though that wasn't his concern. It was really about him. And that's the issue with honor. You can't honor anybody when you're above everybody. And that was his problem. It was all about Judas. Verse 7, then Jesus said what? Let her alone against the day of my bearing has she kept this. Everybody understand that? You know what that means? When you don't honor, when you have no honor to give, it, it, short, you're short-sighted. The Lord's thinking all the time, I'm going, I'm going to have to go to death. And this, and this is the reason why she's anointing me. Judas ain't thinking about that. I can not care less about what you've been preaching about you having to die. All right, so I, I don't see what she's doing. I only see what I want. That was an honorless somebody. Does everybody understand that? He was right there when Jesus was doing all those miracles and, and thought that that ointment was, was too good for his Lord. It's too good for you. Why do you think there's so many attacks against preachers and pastors today? And yeah, that preacher driving a Cadillac, Cadillac, so everybody can drive one, but but him. You ain't saying with Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal driving a Cadillac. Nobody got nothing to say about that. He he's driving an expensive car. Now listen, I understand that there need to be balance, but preachers ain't got to be dirt poor to satisfy you and get you to heaven. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? (laughs) I I ain't going to give an offering because I don't know what he's doing with the money. (laughs) I'm living just like you. And because and I'm telling you, your lack of honor will keep you poor. You'll be sitting back mad because God blessing somebody. Everybody blessed but you with your lack of honor. You want to stay poor and stay broke? Just just be honorless. Just don't know how to give anybody honor. You come out better going back out in the world and serving your real daddy. Now he'll give you all kind of stuff for all that dishonor. He'll reward you for it. (laughs) But when you decide to come up under this roof with your dishonor. And you made a pact with the devil, is you ain't gonna honor anybody. Ain't nobody ever. we all put on our pants the same way. How do you how many of you ever see me put on pants? That's what I thought. <laughs> you don't know how I'm putting mine on. <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you, I believe no matter what we come from in this world, we need to make up our minds. We have to, if we're going to grow, we have to receive, and we can't receive if we don't have honor. I'm telling you, that's one of the biggest. That's to me, that's the biggest problem in society. Everybody, everybody's Al Capone. When last time you heard of some gangster sitting at the top in in out in the world? You hardly ever. They killing them off. As soon as somebody take office, in that, in that, in that, we're gonna kill you off. That's the reason why there's so much murder. within them. It, it, gangs ain't gotta drive do drive by shootings no more on, on their, on you know against their enemies. They killing each other. Cause everybody wants to sit at the top. They they can't stand somebody being above them. So it ain't. It's no more about red against blue. It's red against red. They got so many little factions of Crips and Bloods and, you know, the Piru, this and that. They got all of that because there's no honor. Does everybody understand? Back in the 20s and 30s, folks did what they had to do to keep their man sitting at the top. We're gonna, we, Ain't nobody going to even know you exist. You're going to be the invisible man. We're going to go to jail for you. And I'm telling you, that's the way it needs to be in the body of Christ. We'll take the lick. <laughs> How many of you ever played chess? You you know when you so you got the back row. Where the king and queen is, and I think on the very sides, what is that? That's the, those are the two bishops on the side. Do you know whenever that king is exposed, uh, like nothing is, nothing is guarding him on his left or his right? Do you know? I can't remember what they call that move now, but, but the bishop automatically moves into his side. What do you do? Anybody familiar with what is it called? Castle. Castle. That's what it's called. When the, so the whole thing is to protect the king. It don't matter how many pieces you you know you got on your board. It's not like checkers. You can whoop somebody with two pieces on your board, and they can have everything on there. The whole the whole object of chess is to capture the king and protect him at all costs. So in the front, what are those pieces called? Pawns. That's what we that's what we get our word for pawn. Somebody somebody that's a sacrifice. They'll sacrifice their lives to protect the king. And I'ma tell you, that's the way a ministry has to be built. Does everybody understand that? That's the way it have to be built. Let's go real quick to the 18th chapter of the book of John. I'm, I'm, let me show it to you. So you, so do, did y'all see the dishonor with Judas? You know, do y'all remember what he asked? Why was this not sold for money and given to the poor? You know, that's what he, he was saying. Lord, I know more than you. I got a better idea than you. No, I don't believe what you said about the, 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 the disciple is not above his master. It's not great. I don't believe that at all. That's the reason why I got a better idea. You letting this woman pour this stuff on your feet and it's expensive. That, this stuff is better than your feet. Let's go sell this and, and give get the money to the poor. Everybody understand that? So, when a society continues and when people continue in dishonor, you know what it leads to? Betrayal. Does everybody understand that? The day will come when God sets you on a leader and you dishonor that leader, you will betray that leader. Does everybody understand? All right, let's start reading in verse 1 says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where was a garden into the into the which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place for Jesus often, oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and Weapons. Everybody see that? Let's read verse 2 again. And Judas also, which betrayed him, what did he do? He knew the place. He took, because of all that dishonor he had on the inside of him. Now let me make this clear. When we're talking about dishonor, it's not just a direct, I can't stand you and I don't respect you. You know what it is? I respect me and I think more of me than I do you. So you ain't got to be saying anything against a man of God. Just think you know more. Just think you have better ideas. You can't follow somebody who you know more than. When when God's speaking to you and giving you all these good ideas that he's just missing. Does everybody understand that? And so... (laughs) so I'm trying to get you to understand dishonor don't automatically mean disrespect every time the Lord turned his back Judas wasn't making faces behind his back and putting up rabbit ears behind his head he just had his own agenda does everybody understand that's the dishonor alright so look at what that says and Judas also which betrayed him knew the place does everybody understand that So his dishonor had now turned into betrayal. He put the Lord in an awkward position. Listen, let me make this clear. He used inside information. The Bible says that the Lord often went to that place to pray. That's a vulnerable time for a man. Naturally so. On his knees, his eyes closed, him focused on God. His enemy could come behind him and stab him in the head. Judas knew it. I got close to you to betray you. (laughs) I went and acted like I was praying when y'all were praying. Does everybody understand that? Now I'm telling you, it's just as ugly no matter how you look at it from what angle. Folks still doing that today. I don't like people calling me talking about their pastor. You sit there. If you're still there, you stay there. Don't call me. If you got a pastor, you stay right there. Don't Everybody understand? You don't need to be going to somebody's church and then calling me and asking me what I think about them or what they preaching. I ain't there. I ain't watching none of their messages. And, and I know them same people. They're, they're, I, you know, I want to be a part of your ministry for what? So you can do the same thing to me. Oh, you can stay right there. Everybody understand that? Now, I understand folks going, you know, looking for a church home and and being somewhere for a month and then say, no, no, I I don't see this. But you've been there for years. You stay right there. Everybody understand that? So when you're talking about honor, there could be no honor where there is no vertical relationship. Does everybody understand that? Vertical, up and down, and order. Does everybody understand that? Why? Because this honor makes us all lateral, makes us all horizontal. Does everybody understand that? Go ahead and keep reading. So look at what they bought, brought. Verse 3, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests. So everybody see that, what they're saying there? How does that play out today? Somebody leave a church, they they, they going to ease and soothe their conscience. They're going to get a whole bunch of people to go along with them. And therefore, did you hear what he preached? Now I know that wasn't the Lord. A band of men. What, with a Bible? What do they have? Lanterns and what? Torches and what? Weapons. Now, if Judas didn't know anything else, he knew the Lord wasn't a fighting man. He wasn't somebody to get physical with people. But, let's, but you know what? He know how to. I, he can speak stuff, so let's, let's bring weapons. But let's see how it played out here. Verse 4. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto him, them, I am he. That word he in your Bible, is that that italicized? That means it was not in the original Greek. So what he said was, I am. Who is I am? Well, let's see what happened when he spoke his eternal name. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them and as soon then as he said that I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. <laughs> Everybody see that? Every knee going to bow. I don't care what kind of weapons you coming with, what kind of lanterns you got. You going bow. <laughs> Could you imagine that? They came to lay hands on him, and when he said, I am, they went backwards, and not on their own accord. They weren't kickworming it back. <laughs> Does everybody understand? Standing flat footed, they went backwards and then fell to the ground. He was trying to show them, I'm God. Now, I'm going to go with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> But you best know who you're messing with. <laughs> I am. You better recognize. So, what does he say? Okay, let's try this again. Then asked he them again Whom seek ye? Y'all get up, get up, get up. No more worshiping. Okay, I know what I got to do. Everybody stand. And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled which he spake of them which, he, which thou gavest me have I lost none. Now you want to see what honor is? Of all of Jesus' disciples, Peter had the most of it. Look what he did. Did he take off running like the rest of them originally? I'm going to protect this man of God. Look at what he did. Then Simon Peter having a sword drew it and d- what did he do? Smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. Isn't that something? The servant's name was Malchus. Everybody see that? Then said Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Does everybody see that? He was willing to fight for the Lord. Now, let me make this clear. He was misguided in what he thought. He was willing to die as long as I can fight for you. But me just going along with these people to kill you and to kill me, I'm not ready for that. Does everybody understand that? So you see, and I'm just trying to show you, don't overlook Peter's honor for the Lord because of his lack of insight. Does everybody understand that? All he saw was what was present right there. It's got folks here that's coming to lay hands on you and want to kill you? No way. Now this is what you ought to think. I'm, I'm talking about some of your kin folks. Nowhere in the world, somebody that I honor, nowhere in the world. I'm going to sit on the phone and let them talk about them. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. When you start speaking against somebody who I've honored, that's it. I'll cut you off real quick. No, I'm not gonna let you sow that in my life. Does everybody understand that? Because I, listen, even my mama, I don't care who it is. I've graduated from childhood. You ain't got to change my diaper no more. I I got a man of God changing it now. (laughs) And you ain't going to speak against it. Not in my ear. Now you could think that it ain't getting to you. You could think, I know better. I'm just rich. No. Evil communication corrupts good manners. All day, every day. You sit there and listen to it, you're going to take on that same mind. Everybody understand that? (laughs) to me we have to get back to that place where we honor everybody understand that and and that is what the Lord is calling this ministry to do to have honor You, you won't obey what I'm preaching if you don't honor does everybody understand that? You 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 know, you ought to have nobody's hardly asking, so what would the man of God do? If if I was if he was in my situation, what would that's what I do about Brother Junior. What would he do if he was in this situation? How would he handle it? That's that's when you honor somebody. When you that's what a disciple is. I'm walking in your steps. I want to think the way you think. I want to handle things the way you would. That's what a disciple is. Everybody understand that? And let's let's get rid of this mess of what I'm following God. Paul said, be ye followers of me as I follow Christ. Be ye followers of me. You know what that means? How many of you ever saw God walk? God walk. You want me to show you how he walked? Like this. Just like this. You watch him walk now. Does everybody understand? God walks through people. And he sets people as an example to show you how he behave. How many of you ever God ever let you go to heaven and spend a night with him? Lord, let me just observe you for a day or two. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? God's got holy men who spend the night with him in prayer. Does everybody understand that? And Moses being, even him being as holy as he was, when he wanted to see God, he couldn't. I just let, I put my hand over your face because you can't look up on me and live, but I let you see my hind parts. That's the way he got to see him. As holy as he was, everybody understand that. We just have to get to the place in this society where we don't know nothing. I had a teacher, Mr. Green. He used to tell us that when we went to school. You don't know nothing, but he didn't say it that nice. So you can replace nothing when, with whatever comes. <laughs> 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 and that was his comment, you know. And he wasn't trying to be condescending. He just knew y'all are a bunch of little snotty-nosed, ten, ten, you know, tenth-grade children. You don't know nothing. And he was saying, in eight years, you gonna come and tell me you were right? I didn't know nothing. <laughs> and that must be disappointing to be trying to teach a bunch of children that that already know everything. <laughs> Think of they, you know, they bills are being paid for by their parents and stuff, and, and, but they already know everything. They, I got life figured out. That's what, that was his main saying. You don't know nothing. And in eight years, you're going to come back and you're going to tell me that, that you didn't know nothing. you going to come back. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when we come to the Lord, that's the way we have to be. Lord, I don't know anything. And I don't need some direct connection with you. You know, I know I'm supposed to honor flesh. Everybody understand that? Not just the office that flesh is walking in. I'm supposed to honor flesh. The Lord's feet was flesh. Everybody understand? That girl, that lady didn't come in there just throwing oil all over the place trying to find the office somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's in here somewhere. If the Lord's in here. That's the way we have to be. We have to honor flesh. Does everybody understand that? All right. and And I pray we really get it. You can't separate the two the man from his office. Nowhere in the world. Does everybody understand that? When, when John F. Kennedy died you know when the blood and there's a picture online if you can go and look at it his wife was sitting next to him when, when somebody blew his brains out do y'all, have y'all ever seen the footage of her crawling to the back of the car you know she was going back there to do she wasn't running from the bullets she went to get that part of the, his scalp. the top of his head had been blown off and she went to the back of the trunk to get it to put it back on how many of you ever seen that footage of her Him when he was shot. He got shot and he looked down because apparently they hit him here and he looked down and when he looked down they got the top of his head and they blew the top of his head off onto the back of the trunk. And so if you watch the footage, you could think that when she's crawling to the back that she's trying to get away from the shots. No, she went back there and got the top part of his head to put it back on. So when her, they took him to the hospital and he They pronounced him dead. You know the very next art of business? The next picture they have of her? She's standing on the side of Lyndon B. Johnson with her husband's brain particles still on her jacket. She was standing there while they were swearing him in. You know why? Because this country has never been without a president. When one died, they immediately put one in office. It don't, it, and there's been several of them been assassinated and killed or whatever the case is or have died in office. That's their first order of business. So I'm trying to get you to see there is no office without a man. They, they didn't wait until he was buried. You know, we got to at least respect the man and, you know, and, and let him let's, let's let her grieve first before. No blood. The, the same day, the blood still on her on her jacket. And she's standing there with Linda B. Johnson while he's being sworn into office. Everybody understand that? Yeah, so that there is no office without the man. The man is what makes the office. Everybody understand that? And so my prayers are that we'll get to that place of honor. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the word that you've spoke to us today, Lord. And God, we ask that you will help us to be people of honor. Not only, Lord, help us to be honorable, but help us, Lord, to honor those that we're supposed to honor, Lord. Lord, we pray that you will give us a spirit of humility and a spirit of meekness, Lord, so that we can be guided in our daily walk with you. Forgive us, Lord, for the foolish mindsets that we've had, the foolish things that we've spoken against authority. Help us, Lord, to know that there is no power that, that be that's not of you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy, Lord, for allowing us to live this far. Thank you for allowing us to gather, Lord, and we pray that you will continue to lead us and guide us, Lord. Help us not to take this message for granted, but help us, Lord, to take it to heart, Lord, so that we can live it throughout our daily lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, if the Lord will, uh, just real briefly, we'll be dismissed to go back to the back and discuss the things that we've heard today. So if that's all now, you're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.